Girl, being married while running a business and raising babies can get hairy, can it? Because when we have so much on our minds and all we want to do is see some real success, sometimes your marriage gets caught in the crossfire of your overwhelm. I know I've been there. Your priorities are questioned. Your emotions are scrambled. Your thoughts literally have a mind of their own. Can you relate? Relationship coach and married mama Melanie Hill is joining us today to talk about how she managed that chaos in her marriage while running her business and raising her babies. Listen, girl, help is on the way. Stay tuned to find out more. This is Brittany N. Smith, and you've just tuned into the Brittany Smith Podcast, where we care and share with a whole lot of flair on all things business, branding, raising babies, and everything in between. Because let's face it, being a busy lady is a whole situation, especially when you've got big dreams and you're brilliant at what you do. We're going to get right over here, okay? On this show, we'll talk about building an excellent, sustainable, and profitable brand, raising babies while raising your empire, the power of faith while we flex our hustle muscles, and girl, finding our true rhythm in the midst of all the hats that we wear. Oh, yes, we are creating our most authentic lives over here. I am so glad you showed up today. Here's to you, sis. Let's get it. Hello, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am super excited. I have a new friend. Her name is Melanie Hill, and she is going to give us some nitty gritty details and tips and tricks and hacks. Well, I don't know if there are tricks for this particular thing, (laughs) but she's going to help us stay connected to our hubbies in the midst of chaos. As you are building your empire, you're raising the babies, you're changing the diapers, you're cooking the dinners, you are posting the content and oh yeah, I'm married. I forgot about my husband. (laughs) <laughs> and it doesn't always happen intentionally. Some of you are trying to forget your husband, so that's another episode <laughs> for another day. But for those of us who want to maintain a healthy, balanced, stable home environment and a hot, spicy marriage, this is the episode for you. So Melanie, thank you so, so much. Tell us where you are from and give us a little backstory as to why you are the one to give us this information today. Yeah, it's so great to be here, Brittany. And I love what you're doing. And just such a pleasure to be here with you guys. So yeah, I am uh, a married mom of two little boys. They are five and seven, and they are chaos themselves. (laughs) And so I know a lot about that. Um, And I am in Central Texas. And it's where I was born. It's where I've grown up. I've been all over Texas, but I have just come right back to my roots and stayed by my family. And so that's where I live and reside right now. And I am a life and connection coach for working married mamas uh, of all kinds. And I work with a lot of mompreneurs as well. And I have been a mompreneur since basically my first child was born. So almost seven years, I've been an entrepreneur and Yeah, the chaos is real. You know, for me, what happened in my story was about four years ago, my marriage pretty much fell apart. Wow. Yeah, it really took this dive down and uh, it woke me up. It woke me up to so many things to like, what are we doing? What do I want in my life? Why am I even here? You know, and just really brought up so much of how I was not connected with myself fully and Mm -hmm. I was not we just weren't connected and we never really had been super deeply connected. We had been running away from our emotions for so long. We brought so much into the marriage, right? And we were, we were always very surface level with each other. And so 
we had a short separation where I was able to really find myself and repair the relationship I had with myself. I started that journey. Sure. And when we came back together, that's when the real work started, right? Like together and trying to figure out, you know, like what are our expectations? Are they working? Where do I need to set boundaries? How can I protect my emotional energy? What am I willing to show up for? What have I been lying about that actually, Ooh. right? Like I don't want in my marriage anymore. All the nitty gritty, right, of that. And just really learning kind of what I call the demand love cycle, where we we have these expectations, right? That we don't really even like voice to our husband, right? And we, we have so many expectations like of our kids, right? Of ourselves and our businesses. And it's just like, we don't even have to like, say it all the time and it just flows. But with our husband, right? We expect them to read our mind, right? Right. (laughs) And then when those expectations don't get met, we're like, well, we just need to like, just overgive. We need to give more, right? Because we give to get. So we're just going to like sacrifice the things we need. We're going to show up in ways we actually don't want to. We're going to like try and take care of their needs so much that we get what we need. But that just leads to more resentment and more disconnect, right? Because then we're like, well, we're not getting what we need. So I'm just going to like, go scroll on my phone for three hours and not even talk to him, right? Or I'm just going to go back to my business. That was for me, especially. And I still struggle with that sometimes. The pull of like me just really wanting to be like, oh, what does my business need? I need to go be with them for a little while, right? And like, sometimes that can feel easier than fully connecting with your husband because we have to be vulnerable, right? Ooh, we don't like it. We don't like it. (laughs) We don't like it, yeah. Especially when there is resentment. And there is that built up kind of disconnect. And we are doing those things we don't really want to be doing. So I had to unlearn that cycle. (laughs) You just said a whole lot. (laughs) Right? I know. (laughs) You just said a whole lot. Um, One, with the needing to reconnect with yourself. I'm sure that many of the women listening have experienced what it's like to get lost in a relationship. If you haven't gotten lost in a relationship itself, you've gotten lost in being a mom. If you haven't gotten lost in being a mom, you've gotten lost in being a sister or lost in being a daughter. Like we, like you said, we're over givers because we don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe this is not working for me because I'm not giving enough or I'm not doing enough or I'm not cooking enough or I'm not filling the blank enough. Um, So I want you to kind of tap into or dig into what were some of the, the red flags for you that said, okay, I need to do something. Because if I don't, I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose my man. I'm going to lose my mind. What were some of the red flags for you personally where you knew something had to change? When I actually like realized I was doing everything, like literally everything. And I didn't even trust him to do anything. It's like I had just made up my mind. He couldn't handle any of this. So I had to do it all. Right. And that was one of those thoughts I kept repeating to myself. I have to do it all. I have to do everything. I'm the only one that does this. And so it was like my identity, right? Like I just had to do everything. And not only did that build resentment, right? Believing that it also just kept me doing it. And, and it was, it was like, it was just, yeah, definitely. It was this moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, something has to give, like, he has to be able to do something. (laughs) Right. Right. And basically it was just really me kind of like giving up the idea that I had to do everything. Wow. And then it had to be done like the way I wanted it done. Ooh, that part. Like really, right? That part, that part. (laughs) I remember when um, our first baby was born. Now, mind you, neither one of us have ever had a child, okay? (laughs) This is both of our first child. I internally, because it's 
I almost feel like a lot of times this is some subconscious stuff that we're doing. Internally, I didn't trust him to feed her. I didn't trust him to wash her. I didn't trust him to change the diaper. I didn't like I was always watching like, you know, like (laughs) covering. Meanwhile, I can barely move because I just pushed a human out of my body, you know, and I'm still trying to perpetuate that. I got it, you know, mentality. He didn't voice it either, you know, where it was like, oh, you know, let me do some more. Let me help you. He was just like, okay, you're the mom kind of thing, you know? And so we do, we feed that. It's like that self-fulfilling prophecy. I have to do it. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep doing it. Oh man, now I have to do it because he expects me to do it. And it's, it's the hamster wheel of chaos that you start for yourself. So I can absolutely identify. And I know there's so many people listening right now that can identify with that. So jumping off the hamster wheel, you said you had to give up some things. You had to relinquish that control. You had to relinquish that idea that you are the only one who can do anything. Yeah. It's like that (laughs) martyrdom almost, right? Yeah. And it it can become something that we like crave too, to like get the recognition and have like our worthiness wrapped up in like getting it all done. Right. And being the one that can do it all too. So part of it is like breaking off that identity that we have to have like all of the, everybody outside being like, oh my gosh, how do you do it all? Right. Like you can do it all. And kind of humbling yourself and being like, actually, I want help. I need help. And I'm willing to have you do it your way. And and I'm willing to just like step out and trust enough that I'm just going to trust that you will figure it out. Right. Like that was a thing for my husband and me is like, he felt so powerless because he knew like I didn't trust him to do anything. So it's like, Mm -hmm. why bother? Right. Like, I know you're just going to do it anyway. And it was almost like this, I was taking his power away to step up and start doing things and start being more involved in certain things. So when I actually stepped back, did the really hard thing, stepped back, gave up some of my control, right, is when he gained some control in giving back, right? And like stepping up and, you know, he has a brain too. He can figure out, (laughs) right, the best way to do something if he has the chance to try. Right. And even in that, there are two things that jumped out to me. One is the issue of pride that we have Mm -hmm. and the issue of perfectionism that we have. Those two things together can produce a really ugly thing in us. And even in when we're talking about the relationship itself, we both have to give up pride. We both have to give up our idea and our, our expectations of how things should be. And to be able to be humble enough to ask for help, and to and, and not just ask for help. This is you're asking the person who's watching you struggle, the person who you feel resentful toward. You have to mm-hmm. ask them. Like I'd rather ask Billy Bob across the street <laughs> to help me <laughs> right now, the way that I'm feeling. But we have to ask. And so where we have come in our marriage is we're able to, you know, say, hey, babe, how did you do that? You mm-hmm. know, and that wasn't always like even that small little thing was not always available or didn't always feel available. How did you do that? You know, I prefer to order groceries online. He prefers to go to the store Mm -hmm. and I had to be okay with that. Like, instead of saying, well, you really should try the app and nagging him to do it my way. It's like, just, okay, go ahead. And when he comes home with God knows what, at least we have food (laughs) in the house. (laughs) So it's definitely that balance of compromise and letting go of perfection so that you guys can make progress together. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So tell us about 
some of the dynamics that that had to change between you and your husband, like communication wise, right? Like as you 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 said you you went in and you started doing your own work during your separation. So when you were coming back together, what were some of those conversations like? Or and you don't have to like give like specific like line for line details, but what did that look like for both of you communication wise? Yeah. So the main thing that popped in my head when you started saying that was like the times where like we would come together and have a conversation and it wouldn't go quite like the way I wish it would, or he didn't understand or something went a little bit wrong. And all the old thoughts would surge in and be like, oh, we're never going to make it. We're going to get divorced. It's never going to work. And I would need space in those moments, right? I would need like a night for him to sleep on the couch or like, that was kind of my boundary is like, if we, we got to this moment in conversation, in a communication, and I was like, okay, I need a moment with my mind to like calm down my emotional energy. So I don't leave you tonight. (laughs) Right. Like that kind of place, like having that be okay. That was the main like mind shift and dynamic change that I had to do within myself was be like, you know what? It's totally okay if I want a night off from you. It's totally okay if I need a little bit of space. Right. It's totally okay if I need to like go be alone for an hour, a day, three days. Like that doesn't mean anything's gone terribly wrong. It doesn't mean the marriage is over. It doesn't mean anything. It just means I need a moment with myself to like basically like collect my thoughts. Right feel my emotions and humble myself enough to be like, okay, the world's not ending. Yeah. Let's come back. Let's keep communicating. Right. And that, that was the way I built how to keep connection longer because now it's like when we have a conversation and I'm all those old old thoughts surge in and I have the emotions, like I can stay totally connected and present. Even if I'm crying and feeling tons of shame, the emotions can be strong now and it doesn't, I don't have to have nearly as much space and nearly as much time. But even when I do, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Those, that's, that's a goal right there. Um, yeah. And it's so funny because I am the independent driven, like when he, when he met me, I was the bomb. Okay. I was, yep. listening, I was, <laughs> you know, speaking, I was singing, I was doing yeah. the dang one thing when he met me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having to kind of balance myself out and share myself with him was a, it was a transition in the beginning. And so to your point, there will be times like, look, I need to go to, I'm going to go get me a room for two days. I just need to step away for a minute and just breathe. And he did not get it at first. Yeah. He was like, you know, we both need a vacation. You can go away without me. Were you trying to get away from me? And like, it was real. And it was just like, and we had counseling and in counseling, he was like, yeah, I'm okay with her going away. And then when I actually went away, he was like, just, you know, had an attitude. I called him while, while I was away. Cause in my head, I'm just going to relax. Like this is, this is self-care. Right, there's, right. We're, there's, like you said, there's nothing wrong. Like I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to have a rendezvous with a, right. a you know, boyfriend. Like I'm just <laughs> trying to get away. <laughs> and when I called him while I was away, he was like, oh, you, you calling me, you miss me or something. Like, I'm like, okay, all right. What, <laughs> what the heck? Um, but like you're saying, I think we both need that. Yeah, we both need that pass to say I need a minute. Um, and now we're at a place where I can tell when he needs a minute. Yeah, totally. And I'll, I'll either say, you know, go ahead and have some time to yourself, or I'll just take the baby and go to the park or whatever to give him that space because he's not going to say, "Babe, I need a minute." But I can, I can feel it. I can sense it. And and like you're saying, even when you're feeling all the feelings, knowing when to say when. Mm-hmm. is major. And that only comes with practice, right? Definitely. Like who wants to practice conflict? I don't know. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Oh my goodness. Yes. 
we don't want to practice conflict, but in order for us to get better at it, because it's always going to be a present, right? We're always going to have conflict sometimes in order to get better at it. We have to practice it. And like you said, it's almost like, it's almost like lifting weights. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to lift more weight to be able to handle more weight. And it's like, oh, crap, I don't want to do this. But in order for us to grow and make it to 35, 45, 55 years, 65 years married, we have to handle these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember our first blow up and it wasn't a blow. Like we weren't like yelling and throwing things, but it was big for us because we had never expressed at this level. Right. Um, And there were some things that came up where he was still mad about from four years ago. And I was like, bro, I thought we were over that, you know, (laughs) but it was beautiful because he felt, he felt safe enough, I guess, Mm -hmm. to share all of that. And so even though I was feeling the feelings, I was feeling the emotions, I wanted to shut down. I wanted to cry. I wanted to storm out and go upstairs. I stayed there. And I I said, okay, I'm going to listen to what he's saying right now and try to listen to his heart. He sounds angry like a, like a grizzly bear, but what I'm hearing is that his feelings are hurt. So Mm -hmm. let's address the hurt feelings. You know, let's, let's address the, you know, I feel like, you know, you didn't trust me and and I have to own some of that. Like this is, this thing is deep. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, I love what you're saying there. Right. Cause like you're, you're describing what is like allowing your spouse to have their own emotions right? Mm-hmm. And not making it about you, which is so hard to do, right? Ooh. And just practicing allowing them to have emotion and not have it be a problem. Somebody else's emotion isn't a problem. We learned that so young in life, right? Like emotions, some emotions are bad, some emotions are good. If somebody's mad, it's bad. And sometimes it, it can be that way when you're a child, right? Like if, you're, if your father's angry and throwing things or whatever your childhood was like, like it can be scary. So we bring that into our marriages. But learning that it's okay. Just like you were saying, like if your husband needs a minute, that's, I was thinking about my husband. Like now, if I see that he's getting really flustered, like I used to step in and like start taking over, right? That was when I was, I would do everything. But now like I have that trust with him. I'm like, oh, that's, he's just having an emotion. I can check in and be like, babe, do you need anything? Mm -hmm. Right. And if he says, if he says no, and like huffs off, that's not my problem, right? That's his responsibility. It's his emotion. He's totally fine to handle it on his own. I trust him. I trust him with that. And that because that's because I trust myself with my own emotions now too. That's what staying connected in that fight or that that conversation you were having, right? That deep heated conversation, knowing that like, yeah, his anger is totally okay, right? And there was something else underneath that that you wanted to connect with and allowing his anger to be okay. You were able to show up for that. So amazing. Absolutely. Awesome. It's growth. And I think, I don't know that people always recognize one, that marriages work, okay? They're mm-hmm. work after the wedding. That yeah. sounds like, Maybe like a whole nother episode. Like, <laughs> there's, there's work after the wedding, but we're growing together mm-hmm. and giving each other permission to grow. You know, I've never been married before. You know, some people have married marriage experience, but neither one of us have been married before. So we don't, we didn't necessarily know what it was going to be like. We didn't necessarily know how the other was going to be when we were like really mad. Cause you know, when you're dating, it's like, I'm mad. <laughs> you know, it's like that little, like, whatever. But, you know, when you're married, you don't have nowhere to run to. It's like we're married and we're in this together. So what? We're going to handle this or or not? And it was to the point where, again, if we talk about having our identity in the relationship, having our identity in the things that we can do versus just having an identity, um, when he would get mad, it triggered that, oh, no, he's upset with me. Oh, no, I'm not perfect. Oh, no, I messed up. Oh, no. How can I fix it? Mm -hmm. It triggered that for me. And so I would go into how can I fix it mode 
And that just made him more mad. You know? <laughs> well, because honestly, like, right at that point, it's about you and you're dismissing his feelings, right? You're like, how can we fix these and cover them up and like turn them off instead of like, right. Allowing him to have his experience. Right. Whether right. or not he's right. Right. Like he could totally be wrong about you in that moment. Yeah. yeah. But it's still yeah. his experience and you still like the connection is, Hey babe, I see you're having this experience. I want to experience it with you. I'm not going to try and fix your feelings here. I'm going to like, manage my own emotions in mind and like embrace this discomfort so I can be with you in this moment. Ooh. I mean, and that, I mean, and after that moment, that's when connection gets so deep. Right. Right. And right. then you want to like be so close after that. Right. Because he knows he can trust you in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's very important to my husband, Hey babe. Um, one of the things that's <laughs> important to my husband is feeling like I've got his back. Mm-hmm. that's important to him. Like if, if he feels like he can fall back and I'll catch him, he can take over the world. Yeah. Um, and there were times in our marriage early on, I didn't get it. I'm like, what? I'm here. What? <laughs> I said, yes. What? I married you. Like what else is there? And it's no, it's in your thoughts. It's in your actions. It's in your ability to see that he's going through it and, and having a hard time. And like you're saying, instead of me jumping in to just fix it, saying, Hey babe, I'm in this with you. What can I do to help? It's practice, man. Because like I said, I was the, I I just, I was a mess. (laughs) Well, and you know, one of the things that like, I think our world culture perpetuates is this idea that like relationships should be easy. And if it doesn't feel easy and it doesn't feel always good and loving, something's really wrong. Right. When I think that it's way truer and more helpful to believe that it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be gross. The reason why God picks the two of us, right, and puts us together is like, hey, I got something to show you guys together. This is the growth I have for you, right? Absolutely. And we're better for it. We talk about all the time, like we'll be six years married in September and we talk about all the time, like we we laugh like hysterically now about (laughs) where we were and how, you know, um, this particular situation that we're dealing with right now, like, babe, can you imagine if this happened three years ago? It would be a whole thing like Facebook subliminal messages, <laughs> sessions, like it would be a whole thing yeah. But now because we know each other more um, and we know that we want to go. We're pushing in the same direction. We have a different response. You know, you mentioned God. and I'm like, yes, because if we didn't have God, it would be like, I don't know what we would do or where we would be, because like you're saying, it, it takes internal decisions to feed the fire that is between us and to keep it going. Yeah, um, yeah. We have to make a choice to be, to be forgiving. We have to make a choice to be, to bring our best selves to the table. We have to make a choice to check ourselves when we're wrong. Now my husband is stubborn. He's like this big burly man. He's, he's a manly man. He's stubborn, but we're at a place now when he has done something mm-hmm. and he knows that it wasn't the best way to say it or the best way to handle it or whatever. I don't say anything anymore. I just say, okay, babe, and then I give it a day or two, let it breathe. And then he'll come around like, hey, boo. Um, so I just wanted to apologize about. And then he'll find it himself and then come back around and fix it himself. That's that trust, right? Yeah, yeah. Like because he to have his own emotion and like have his own experience, figure it out, ask for help yeah. if he needs it, right? Like he is yeah. a whole person. Yeah. Right? And he knows now that I'm not going to tear him down. Like, see, I told you. If you yeah. would have asked me the first time, like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> I used to be that way. So yeah, it's definitely important to be a safe place. 
Yeah. You know, and you can't be a safe place if you don't feel safe yourself. That's, yeah. that's another thing, but well, that, that is the thing, right. Is like, we, we don't create safety for ourselves that, I mean, that's so much of what I work on my clients with is just creating that relationship with yourself, right. We're, we're so often constantly talking to our past selves in this horrible way, telling ourselves we never get it right. Like all of this stuff. And it's like, if we can just love on every single dark piece of ourselves that we want to reject, Mm. be able to do the same with our husband, especially, right? Like our direct mirror is supposed to show us those things. That's where the healing is. And that's, that's what I do, what I do, like really. So, 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 so good. Let's uh, kind of shift gears a little bit for the people who are are already, I feel like there are people on the edge of their seats, like, yes, this is me. Yes. You're talking Mm -hmm. to me. How do I do this? Um, let's talk about some practical things that we can do or put in place to either create that safety between us and our spouses or, you know, keep the fire going. Like, give us some practical, I want to call them like relationship care tips. Like, how do I cultivate this thing? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say is just check where you're having expectations, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are you expecting him to give you so you feel love? What are you looking? And it might be easier to see like, what are you like saying? If he did that, he would love me or he should, he should have done that. Or what, like, what is he not doing that you think he should be doing? Right. Like maybe it's literally as simple as if he loved me, he'd take out the trash. He'd remember, right. I wouldn't have to tell him 20 times. Mm-hmm. Where are your expectations? Where are you expecting him to do something? So you feel something in return. Super That's important good. to figure that out. Right. Because, because I mean, it's like, you're making it mean he doesn't love you, but is that really true? Right. Right. Like, does the trash really mean he loves you? I, uh. <laughs> like, why are you connecting yourself with the garbage? First yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's like the number one thing that pops in my head. It could be dishes. It could be yeah, you know, yeah. so much of the time it's like cleaning around the house or like Ooh. if he doesn't see the mess that you see. Right. And like that whole mentality we talked about in the beginning, right. Of like you having to do everything. What are you making that mean? Like, where are these expectations that aren't getting met that are like literally taking you out of love for him all of the time? Absolutely. That's really good. And and it really goes back to communicating. I don't know what he wants from me unless he tells me. Mm-hmm. And what we often do, we'll get into the habit of giving someone what we would want. Yeah. Um, giving Expecting someone- it in return, right? Exactly. If and I it, give him this, he'll give it back. Yeah. And it's not true. You know, case in point in my own life, like I said, he's a manly, non-lovey-dovey <laughs> dude. Like right. if I don't say, babe, give me a kiss. Right. He's not thinking about he's not thinking about just because kisses. Okay. Right. I'm thinking about just because kisses, not him. And so when he doesn't give me just because kisses, I'm over here like he doesn't care about my feelings because he doesn't give me just because kisses. And he knows I like just because kisses. Well, see now if he knows it, then now nah, he now. Nah, but but that's, that but that is what we say, right? Right. Well, right. We say I told it. him once, or I tell him. I mean, even yeah. even if you tell him every day, right? It doesn't right. mean just because he doesn't do it, even if you tell him every day that, I mean, like, what are you making that mean too? Right. It's all optional. Right? And I feel, I feel like though, at some point we do need to meet in the middle. If I tell you every day this, I, I would really appreciate if you did this and every day he, I, now, like to your point, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting him to do, I shouldn't expect him to do it every single day, but I would hope that if I'm expressing, this is what I need, this is what I need, that once in a blue moon, give me something like, give me this little peck on the forehead, you know, to let me know that you hear me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and it is it is those little things, those little expectations that we kind of make into big things. You you hit the nail on the head. He doesn't see the dirt that I see. You know, when the house needs to be clean. You know, in, in my head, I'm like, we need to clean everything. This place is a pigsty, and he's like, what? Let me just pick these socks up, and we're fine. Like, yeah. so we have we have two different <laughs> two different ideas of what that looks like, but we do have to make our needs known. Definitely. We do have to make our requests known. Um, this past Mother's Day. I, he was like, babe, what do you want for Mother's Day? And I'm one of those people, I don't think about myself a lot. Like if, and you know, you know, like as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, like a lot of times we don't think yeah. about what we need, what we want, what we like. So I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant. Give me some, you know, Magianos and, you know, let's watch a movie. I just want to be with my family. And I left it vague and open just like that. So what did I get for Mother's Day? I got Magianos and family time. Now I'm looking on Facebook and seeing all, I got flowers. <laughs> I got perfume. I got this beautiful card. I got all these things. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I didn't get no gifts for Mother's Day. And I kicked myself later because I I wasn't specific. He gave me exactly what I asked for. And And it's interesting that you said, I didn't get any gifts. Right. 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 Like that was your thought process too. Was that true? Right. Getting to that. But yeah. Yeah. It's not true. The gift was, I got you what you asked for. I got you dinner at Maggiano's and I got you family time. Um, But there was an expectation that at the moment, I guess I was unaware of that was underneath the surface. I was hoping that he was going to do something like that he came up with, that he thought about me and he got something extra special that was a surprise. And so I knew that that was my fault, though, because I wasn't clear. And so from there, what I did, (laughs) and this might be extra, but (laughs) Melanie going to tell you all if I'm extra or not. I wrote down what I, what I call Brittany's care list. And it was, it's just a list of all the things that, you know, if you were thinking of me, like, let's say you were at ShopRite, you thought of me, what you could get me to make me just feel special. Like you can get this kind of ice cream, you can get this kind of candy, you can get whatever. And it's just a, a, a list of random things and all kinds of price ranges, even free stuff on the list. But these are things that I like or th- things that I would appreciate that I'm most times not going to voice because I'm not thinking about, oh, babe, can you give me a hug right now? But he was like, first of all, this is a lot. But secondly, it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I felt strange at first, you know, writing the list. But I'm like, if I don't express my expectations of what a meaningful gift is to me, I can't be mad that you show up with a new, you know, screwdriver talking about, yeah. look, babe, look what I got. And I'm like, I can't see your face, but it's awesome. (laughs) Oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Thanks. You know, he's all happy about it. And I'm like that. I don't want that. I say all that to say, I I had to wake up and realize that some of my expectations either weren't voiced or weren't realistic. Right. Trying to put things in place to make sure that if he was going to get me something, it would be something I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a great idea. Right. And it's like that that's you seeing where your expectations are and be like, "Mm, okay, maybe this would help. Right. This would be something very useful. And I think that was great. Totally awesome. good. Yeah. Awesome. So I should make one, one myself. <laughs> no, seriously. And I, mean, I, and I love what you brought up. Like, you know, cause I'm the same way. Like I don't really ever think about like what I want. Like mother's day came around. And I forgot, like, I didn't even remember. Right. Like, and that's just kind of my personality too. Like our anniversary is coming up on Sunday. And I was like, Ooh. just two days ago, I was like, Oh, there's that thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a great idea. Love awesome. it. So your number one for you was checking where your expectations are. Mm-hmm. That's the first practical thing we can do 
to start to get this thing back together again. If it's, if it's falling apart to get it back together or to, to maintain and cultivate what is here so we can do this thing called marriage better. What's another one that we can, we can do. The second place I would recommend you look is like, where are you doing things that you wouldn't normally do for love? Where are you saying yes when you actually really would rather say no, but you think that it's more loving to say yes, Mm. right? Where are you lying? Where are you lying in your relationship? Where are you sacrificing things that you actually don't enjoy and don't love doing, right? Where are you people pleasing? Where are you trying to like make somebody else feel good when in reality it feels awful for you? Right. And so when we're talking about marriage, it's like, if you really, really, really don't ever want to do another stitch of his laundry and you're just lying about doing it, why? Why? Like, would you want your husband to lie to you your whole life and then feel resentful towards you about it? Just really look at that. Like, you can look at it in two ways. You can look at it and be like, okay, I really actually don't love doing that. But you either forget that you are choosing to do it for these reasons and you actually like those reasons and you're going to own it, or you actually do want to let it go and you're afraid to let it go. So where are you lying in your relationship to try and please the other person, but it's really building secret resentment? Sheesh. Yeah. That's a head for me. That sounds like another episode. Like that sounds it, like, like these be- are all. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. seriously. And again, I think that's another one of those things that could be subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that we've been doing it for so long, right? That it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I really don't enjoy cooking. Like, I just don't, you know, I, I don't enjoy cleaning my own house. Like I'll do it because it has to get done, but I really don't want to do this. I, I'd rather do X, Y, and Z or whatever. Or maybe uh, it's more like, you know, you'd rather do it like two nights a week. Right. 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 Like just where, like, and I, you know, it is a big one, right? So it's like, where do you find yourself feeling like really annoyed that you have to go do the thing? Right. Yeah. And maybe you've been saying that you're okay with doing it and you're like, oh, actually, I want to break or actually, I don't ever want to do it again. It's self-care. At the same time, mm-hmm. um, because when you're annoyed, now the kids catch it, you know, now your your clients catch it. They're not getting as much love and care as they could be. Right. So awesome. Awesome stuff. You have another one for us. Yeah. This one is another one that can be sneaky when the resentment comes. It's kind of like when we do the things we don't want to do and we're, we're feeling that underlying resentment, we get annoyed about certain things. Where are you disconnecting? We call it self-care sometimes, but it might just be disconnecting self-care. There's energizing self-care with things that actually like fill us up, give us more energy and actually make us want to reach out and connect more. And then there's disconnecting self-care that we kind of call like, well, we deserve this. We've been working hard all day. So I'm just going to like go raid the refrigerator or I'm going to go like just veg out in front of Netflix for hours, or I'm going to go scroll on my phone, right? Like where do you find yourself disconnecting? And disconnecting self-care for me is like something that you do that after you do it, just makes you feel extremely sluggish. It makes you feel like you either want to just continue doing the thing instead of connecting or you want to like go to sleep <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Right. It drains you. It's not energizing you. It's not connecting you. It's not helping you in any way. Right. It's kind of like, and I'm not saying that like right in your refrigerator or like being on Netflix or scrolling on your phone is inherently bad, but where do you find yourself continually doing it? Right. Continually feeling like drained and worn out or even like a little bit of regret that you were doing it right. right when you would rather actually be doing something else. Absolutely. So it sounds like with finding out or examining where your expectations are, finding out or examining where you're lying in your marriage, and then finding out where you're disconnecting, 
it's all coming back to self-awareness, ladies. That's okay. what it sounds like. You you have to be self-aware um, in order to have a healthy connection with your husband because you know it's one of those things. Life does this up and down thing where sometimes life is chill, sometimes life is crazy. Yeah. If you are self-aware, you can be the same person when life is chill and when life is crazy and not go with the life of, you know, go with the ebbs and flows. You don't have to ebb and flow. I'll put it that way <laughs> with life. And, and that being self-aware is the key to staying connected in chaos. Because when you're self-aware, you communicate more or you communicate better. And yeah. when you become aware, like whenever, like whatever stage you're in, like, and you like wake up and you're like, oh, I'm doing that thing. Having so much compassion for yourself in that moment. And knowing that like you can self-redirect in any moment, like you can find yourself in the depths of lying again and it's okay. It's fluid. You can turn around, you can apologize, you can change at any moment. That's what I always love to say to my clients. Yes, you made all this progress and you find yourself doing this thing again. It doesn't mean you've gone backwards. It just means you've turned around and you can turn right back around exactly where you are and keep going. Absolutely. And thank you for seeing that. Because even when you have made progress and you find yourself slipping just a little bit, um, you find that you bounce back quicker. Yeah. And you we know, have to say, I, I thought I was making all this progress and now I've lost it all. Right. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not yeah. possible. Right. It just yeah. feels that way. Yeah. Because now you're just looking behind you instead of in front of you, but you're still in the same spot. Absolutely. This is awesome stuff. So tell us, Melanie, how you can help those of us who are listening. Do you have a program or something that we can connect to, to kind of get us and give us that accountability that we really need? to do this and and to be better in our marriages. Yeah, totally. So I have a small group program called Six Months to Save Your Marriage. And my next class starts in July. So enrollment opens in June and I'm taking 25 women through a a six-month small group program where we, we work on really becoming aware, applying this compassion to your life and just really getting you this amazing connected marriage. So there's that. And you can find me on Instagram at uh, Melanie Hill Coaching. And I'm also on Facebook under the same handle. And you can just follow me and all my links are there. And you can figure out anything else you want from there. But yeah, just follow me on Instagram. And that's my program. And I absolutely just love working with my clients. It's fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, this has been an amazing conversation. I kept looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, we have to... We could talk about this for hours, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been so good. Um, And like I said, the thing that that stood out for me the most was the self-awareness piece. Um, It's easy to forget where you are in the midst of life, um, but if we can just stay connected to ourselves, we're we're able to kind of shift and pivot and flow um, with the things that life is, is throwing our way. So ladies, listen, you want to connect with her on Instagram, on Facebook, you want to visit her website, MelanieHillCoaching.com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And listen, you need help. <laughs> <laughs> you need help because yes. marriage is work. We all need support in this. Um, and I think that it's even more powerful to have support from people who get it. Um, you know, being in, I love the fact that it's a group coaching program um, because sometimes you just need to bounce ideas, invent and share in a circle or in a space where there are people that understand And even with group coaching, everybody's in different places, which there's major value in that because you have different perspectives. So you definitely want to check out the coaching program. Six months is going to fly by, right? Like it's it's not even a long time, but to have a transformed marriage in six months um, is definitely worth looking into and getting connected 
So Melanie, thank you so, so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Totally. Um, I wish you guys could see her. She is just like the cutest thing. I'm, the whole time she's like talking with her hands and I'm looking at these nails and I'm like, yes, nails. Yes. <laughs> yes, oh, what girl. Did you, <laughs> what did you say about marriage? I'm, st- I'm looking at the nails. <laughs> So, um, you know, you definitely want to connect with her. She's stylish and she's an expert in what she does. So thank you for listening today. And I hope to see you guys next time on the Brittany Smith podcast. How powerful was that? Did any of you hear yourself in today's episode? My biggest takeaway was the part about how she needed to work on herself before she could even attempt to fix the marriage. Because trying to fix the marriage first is like putting a new paint job on a car with a busted engine. It still won't work. What did you walk away with today? Share in the comments or review section or let me know in our Facebook group. Whatever the case, it will be work, but I know it will be worth it. Thanks so much for listening today. Are you a mompreneur looking for support and community around creating, cultivating, and monetizing your brand? Meet me over on Facebook in the Monetized Mompreneur Society. Join the group because inside we've got trainings, Q&As, freebies, and connection with other mamas building brands and raising babies. Come on, you need to hang out with ladies who get down with backdrops, laptops, and baby bags. You know, head wraps, fruit snacks, and hustle. We want to support you in this mamapreneur life. So join the group, the Monetized Mamapreneur Society on Facebook. Do you need help with your branding, graphic design, websites, strategy, and ideas? I'm your girl because designing beautiful and profitable brands is my jam. And who doesn't want to work with a mama who loves her job? <laughs> Connect with me at Brittany and Smith on Facebook, Insta, and online at BrittanySmith.com. And lastly, if you're feeling our vibe on the Brittany Smith podcast, subscribe to the show, leave a comment or review. New episodes are released every single week, and I want to chat with you every single week. So mama, until next time, find your rhythm and enjoy the ride.